Later on that day, my homie Dr. Dre came through with a gang of tangeray and a fat ass J of some of that bubonic chronic that made me choke. <laughs> Shit, this ain't no joke. I had to back up off it and sit my cup down. Tangeray and chronic? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucked up now. But it ain't no stopping. I'm still popping. Dre got some bitches from the city of Compton to serve me, not with the cherry on top. Because when I bust my nut, I'm raising up off the cot. Don't get upset, girl. That's just how it goes. I don't love you hoes. I'm out the dough. <laughs> Magical words from two fantastic gentlemen that we should all live by. What can we learn from this? Obviously, that's a parody. But that's a great way, I think, to open the episode instead of just saying what's up. So I think this uh, episode, I'm going to try to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more fresh. I was listening to a couple of my recent past episodes, and I'm like just reading fucking numbers. That's pretty boring. So I wanted to come up with something a little bit diff. Um, and for those of you who don't know, one of the main reasons I'm doing this podcast is I want to... <laughs> this is like sort of selfish, but it's sort of sweet. I want to have like um, all of my rants on audio so and video or whatever. So God forbid something ever happened to me, my son could go back and listen to his old man rant and rave. And this episode is really, I was thinking a lot about, you know, things that I wish I would have known or things I wish I would have thought about. Business-wise, socially, whatever, and I would have liked to have known a lot more about the college experience going into college outside of what I just saw in Animal House. And although I feel like I lived some of Animal House, that's like really not realistic. Um, and there's other things that you need to know about going into college. So I put together like a little, a little blueprint that my son can use when it's time for him to go to college. And so I'm calling this How to Do College, and it's uh, I'm covering in-depth how to get paid and how to get laid. And believe it or not, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. So um, for those of you guys who listened to my other past episodes, um, I had some, I ran into some trouble in college, um, but contrary to that, I actually am in favor of people going to college. I know there's a lot of, like, Opinions going around like back and forth. Do you need college? Do you not need college? And I think that people should go to college, but I think they should go to get uh, a degree that actually translates into having a job. So not like, not like um, women's studies, not like underwater basket weaving, not like getting a degree in English. None of those like really make sense because they don't translate to a job. Yeah, if you're interested in that stuff, like you can study it. But why would you pay to study it and then not get anything out of it? So I kind of, my personal belief is there's only about like one to 3% of the population who can just, who can just skip all post-secondary education and, and like do their own thing and not worry about it. So I think that you should go to college. You should get a degree that translates to a job because you need something to fall back on if you go out and start something and it just completely like comes unraveled. And I think that college is really good because it gets you around quality people. You know, if, if you're going to like a university, 
then at least you have some aspirations, right? The other thing is that it teaches you how to socialize and um, it's a lot of like, it's a hell of a good time, honestly. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I got in trouble, but I wouldn't, I would change some things, but I wouldn't change like all of it. So, and I don't really regret anything. Like the things I did were stupid, but no one like was like seriously hurt. I didn't like screw anyone's life up. So anyway, so this is kind of like a blueprint and um, I'm just going to kind of like go through this. So when you're going to college, you need to be able to pay for school and you need to be able to make some money to have some fun. So in my opinion, and I'm going to kind of be like talking in this episode, like as if I was like talking to my son and you guys can, I'm just giving you the information for free. So you're going to college to learn how to make money off of people going to college. That's what I would say. And so let's look at the situation. A college town, pretty much everyone in a college town is transient. So they're either going, they're living in that town for college, to go to college, to get their ma- their bachelor's degree, master's degree, doctorate, or they work for the school either as a, a, a faculty, administration, things like that. So when you graduate college, you usually don't stay in the same town you went to college in. That's why they're called college towns, because that's where the college is at. And then when you're done, you leave. And the other thing is a lot of people who work at colleges or universities, they don't work there for 30 years. They might have like a little stint there and then they go on, move on to the next place. So, so we need to look at the transient nature of the town and see how we can make money off of it. And you can make a a lot of money off of, um, industries and activities such as moving, um, home renting, home buying, home selling, um, so anything really revolving around housing in any way. So I would say that that's something that you need to get involved in. And here's the other thing that no one ever told me that I never even thought about this. I've never even heard about anybody doing this. So I would say you need to move um, to where you're going to go to college um, at least the spring before you start attending. So like, let's say you're going to school, um, God, when will my son be going to school? 20. So you're going to be going to school like 2038, the fall of 2038. So I would say move to, let's say you're going to Lincoln. So I would say move to Lincoln in the springtime, um, like right after you graduate high school, like the next week or the next couple of days after that. So let's say you go, let's say like May is when you move there. Um, and we're going to do that for a couple of reasons because we need to start getting the lay of the land before everyone else shows up that are, that's our age. So step one, I would say get a job at an, an, at an apartment complex that is mostly college kids and is like a popular place to be. So when I went to Lincoln, the most like popular party kind of apartment complex was Stadium View, which was basically west of the stadium. That's why they call it Stadium View. It, It was a huge complex, mostly kids, always tons of parties, always like tons of stuff going on. And one way you can see like if that's a happening place is like drive through there on the weekend. The other thing is you're going to be moving there like right about when the pool's opening up. So like just check the pool. If the pool is packed with college age kids, um, then I would say like put in an application there. 
So, and, and the job that you want there is you want like the apartment leasing slash rental like job. So if somebody comes in and they're like, Hey, I, I want to know how, how much like uh, an apartment um, cost to rent, like you'd be the person like helping them out. And you'd also be the liaison for everyone in the building. And this is like a perfect position for you as like being 18 or 19, however old you'd be, because you're going to be able to start like meeting people that are moving in, uh, meeting people who living, live in the building and like socializing is really going to be like your number one thing you're going to want to start doing. So, and all these kids are going to be older than you. So you're going to, as you like meet them, blah, blah, blah. Um, these are going to be your like alcohol and party connections once school starts. Well, even in the, in the summer. And my other piece of advice with that is like everyone you meet at the apartment complex, if they're just coming in to get prices, if they're like, uh, renting out like an apartment, if they're doing this, doing that, like get, like become Facebook friends with like everybody, because like being in college being in the, in a university is all about like knowing the right people. And like, that's really how you have fun, especially before you're 21. Like you need to know where all the house parties and stuff are at. So that's step number one. So you're going to start off basically just making like probably like 12 to $14 an hour working at this apartment complex. And then I think like at how these th- places, a lot of them work is if you rent out like a unit, you get like 20 bucks or whatever. So let's just call it 14 bucks an hour. And that's where we're going to start. Like that's going to be like our base camp. And um, so um, step number two, and I did this in college, but I didn't like, I didn't really do it. I like half-assed it. Like I did a lot of stuff in college and that start a moving business. So I'm not talking about like buying a bunch of trucks. I'm just talking about like you and like some other people that you can meet down there or that you, um, can recruit to do this, like just, you're going to be like the muscle. So like you might go like rent a truck, uh, for somebody, but you're mostly just going to be providing like people to like, to do the moving, the labor. So that's like really easy. Cause in a college town, there's going to be lots of like able-bodied people that can, um, perform like moving the job of being a mover. It's super easy, super, super straightforward. Um, use U-Haul, Penske, or whoever else in town from like moving trucks and trailers. And remember, like people are like moving in and out of college towns all the time, but we want to make sure we like get that thing like built up and like figured out before like fall semester, because fall some anytime like semesters start and end at college, that's when like the majority of the moving like takes place. Obviously you're going to also have opportunities to move people who are like not in college, you know, like in Lincoln, there's other industries. So I would just use like Facebook to do the advertising. I would advertise in the student paper and then also like just around campus. So moving company is really easy to start. It's really easy to like sell. Um, And as you're increasing the activity of running and operating your moving company, you can start like reducing the amount of hours that you're working at the, at the apartment complex. But I would say like never quit the job at the apartment complex, at least for the first two years. I would always keep that. Cause that's going to be like a really good source of like meeting people and meeting females. And when you're like filling out the paperwork and like getting, getting them like moved into their like apartment, you're going to have like lots of time, to like talk to them, see what their situation is. 
And that's just a really easy like transition to being like, Hey, like I know where this party's at on Friday. Um, you should like come with me and my friends or whatever. So, um, you're going to kind of like want to always be like around the apartment complex. Like I would say like at least like 10 hours a week. So, and, and you can, that's like no problem. So, um, with your moving company though, moving companies charge between like 150 and 200, $250 per hour, depending on like what you're moving and, um, and how accessible like the place is. So if you're just like moving like a normal, like household stuff, it's 150 bucks per hour. And that usually will get you that that'll usually be like, if you send two guys out there to do that. Now, obviously if somebody lives on like the 10th floor of like a condo complex or like a downtown building and they have like a baby grand piano, that's going to be like 250 an hour plus, but you will get all that figured out. It's a moving company is very serious or <laughs> very easy, not serious. Um, but this is serious. This is, we're setting things up here. So get that thing going, make sure you have it like figured out before like spring semester starts. So, um, the other thing is during that, like summertime, I would start studying and taking like my tests and classes to get a real estate license. Now you're only going to be like 19, 18 or 19 at the time. So you're not going to know anyone like buying or selling a house, especially in a town you're not familiar with. But what we're like setting up for is we're setting up for, um, um, getting commissions off of like placing renters in like houses, uh, or apartment complexes or like condos and stuff like that. And so you will get like anywhere between like 50 and like 200 bucks per like placement. And remember, you're still like working at like a really college apartment complex and you're going to be no, getting to know everyone and you're going to be like talking to people. So that's going to be like a really easy like source of like new business because people are going to come to you and be like, hey, like um, I want to like thinking about moving out, blah, blah. You're going to be like a point of contact for them. So that's just going to be like basically free money. Um. And what I would say is sign up with the absolute cheapest real estate brokerage in town. So like in Omaha, there's a couple broker brokers where you can like hang your license there and they don't charge you it to like work there at all. It's a hundred percent free. Those of you who don't know, if you have a real estate license and you work for like a big broker, they usually charge you a monthly fee, which kind of is kind of irritating, but that's a whole nother podcast. So, <clears throat> That's what we're going to start out doing with our like uh, real estate license. And this will also like fold in nicely with like your moving services, your moving uh, business that you have going. So the shitty thing is, well, maybe not shitty. Um, the thing is like, as the summer ends, if you're a freshman at most universities, I know it's, it was like this on Lincoln when I went there, you're going to have to move into the dorms. But here's the good thing is you're already going to like be friends with and know a lot of people that are over the age of 21 who live off of campus. So you're going to be way ahead of the game um, from all the other like incoming freshmen because you're going to like uh, know your way around town. You're going to know some people. You're going to know where like parties and stuff are at. So like one of the first things that I would do is talk to your friends who are over 21. They're probably going to have like some parties coming up, like especially Friday and Saturday nights around like football. And like what I would literally do is I would find one of those. And then I would just go to the girl's floor of the dorms 
and just start introducing yourself and saying like me and some of my friends are having a party this Friday, blah, 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 blah. And like it, that will like totally pay off because like the number one thing you have to do to like attract girls is act gay. And when I say act gay, I don't mean act homosexual. I mean like you want to like uh, – seem like you're like fun and carefree and you're like always doing stuff. And like, you got this going on and that going on. And like, you know, all these people like, like girls really like that. And that's going to make you look really good. So I would just like start planting the seeds, like up front, like the first couple days of school. So <clears throat> during this time, like you're, you're going to be going to class, freshman classes. Well, all of college is a huge joke. So, um, just like take whatever load that you can like handle taking when you're a freshman, but like, don't push yourself. There's really no reason to, um, we're going to be making money off of the college experience. And as long as we're like getting C's in our classes and like moving on from like one semester to the next, it doesn't really matter if we're there like four or five years. And remember, like you're going to be operating and like using these businesses um, that we're like setting up when you're a freshman, like over the summer. So you're not like moving back home. Like my son isn't going to move back home with me. He's going to take advantage of the situation that he's been put himself into. Cause we don't want to like start over every single fall. That's idiotic. So as soon as you can, you're going to want to move off of campus into a house that you rent. Your name is on the rent. Um, is going to be on the like rental paperwork. And the reason that you're going to do that is you're going to find a house and then you're going to sublet it to your friends or people that you know, the other rooms. So if it's a four bedroom house and it's going to be a thousand bucks a month, um, you're going to charge your roommates $500 each to rent it out. So three times 500, here I am doing math again, is 1500. So you're going to be pocketing $500 a month uh, off of rent just to like, because you're going to have to like, um, you're gonna have to get like collect money from these idiots and make sure they don't fuck stuff up. So you're going to want to be like getting something out of it. So that's going to be like a, a, a lesson in itself. So the other thing that I would do is I would start renting and subletting other nearby houses for cash flow. So, um, in Lincoln, we lived, me and my roommates lived on Y street, which was right by the football stadium. And we lived in like a nasty ass house, but it was like pretty cheap. You could walk to class, blah, blah, blah. And that's like the perfect like area to like uh, uh, rent a house is where it's easily accessible to campus and it's cheap. And there was like all of the houses in that neighborhood were like rented by college kids. So what you're going to do, and you might have to like co-sign or like have your parents rent, like have their name and like have their name on the rental is Let's say like I would like rent out the house like on either side of the house that like you're renting out with your friends and you're basically just going to do the same thing. So you're going to sign a lease for a year um, for a thousand bucks a month and then you're going to like, let's say again if it's a four bedroom you're going to rent out each one of those bedrooms for $500. So instead of collecting 500 bucks you're going to collect a thousand bucks a month and if you can do that on two houses that's $2,000 a month and then you're basically going to be doing like the property management for, um, the owner. And I would even just say like, Hey, I have a background in this, blah, blah, blah. I would like sell it, um, to, if you have to, um, if they don't ask any questions, I would just do it. But, um, that's kind of, that's my opinion. So if you're listening to this and you do it and it turns into a nightmare, don't sue me. 
That's just my opinion. But you have to do your own homework and see if it's worth the risk or not. But that's a great way to like start making money. Um, and then too, like if you wanted to, if you enjoyed doing that, you could just like start a little management company because you already have a real estate license and a real estate license is basically a property management license. Um, it is in Omaha. You don't need a separate license or anything like that. So that's what I would start doing um, if you wanted to, but that's not a prerequisite of this um, plan because property management isn't for everyone. So now you have a little bit of money going and that makes life in college a hell of a lot more fun. I never had money and I would like hit up my friends for money at the bar, which is fucking pathetic. And I like worked at it. I worked at like a job part time, but I was working like 40 or 50 hours a week and I was making like eight bucks an hour. Um, and part of my problem was like, I was partying so much that I never like snapped out of it enough to realize like, well, I could be like doing a ton of other things to make money. Number one, number two, back then I didn't really like know how to make money. And like, I didn't have any, um, amazing information like this podcast to like listen to or look at, to show me like how to do things right. So this is definitely the right way to do it. Like you want money in college because then you can have a like way more fun if you have money. You have way more m fun in life if you have money. If you don't have any money and you're a slave to your job and you're spending all your time like I was, I worked at U-Haul in college. Talk about fucking miserable. I was dealing with the bottom 3% of society every single day at that place. It was horrible. I would have much rather been doing something like this because these are techniques where you're like, you're just like setting stuff in mo in place in motion. And then it's just going to take care of itself. So please, God, listen to what I'm saying. So the other great thing about this is that you're going to have responsibilities. And when you have responsibilities that keeps you out of trouble. When I was in high school, I played like every sport you could play, like every sport under the sun. I was always like playing a sport. So in the, in the summer, I was like working out for football in the fall, and then I was wrestling after that, and then I was doing like track and field after that. So I didn't have any time to get in trouble because I had shit to take care of all the time. But my problem was when I got into college, <clears throat> I wasn't playing any sports anymore, so I was just like sitting around. Like I had idle hands, so I, of course I got into trouble. And um, this is going to give you responsibility. It's going to teach you like more than you're ever going to learn in, in the classroom. You're not going to learn shit in school. You just have to go through the motions so you have the degree. And um, it's going to make sure that you're not like just sitting around with tons of downtime. So along with like everything that you're learning, that's going to – everything that you're learning and all the money you're making is going to like really boost your confidence. Um, and that's going to go through the roof and you're going to become popular because everyone's going to be like dealing with you all the time. You know, if you're like renting out an apartment, you're going to be, they're going to be dealing with you. Like if they want to like hire a moving company, they're going to like deal with you. They're going to see your ads like all over campus or whatever. And like, along with like that business activity, people are going to get to know you and you're going to become popular on campus. And if you have money and popularity, uh, you're going to be getting laid a heck of a lot because girls notice that kind of stuff. And at some point, like what I would do is if I was making good money when I was in college, I would like get my own condo. So I wouldn't even have to fuck around with having roommates. Roommates are nice for a while, but like by the time you're like 22 or 23, it's kind of nice to just like have your own place. And like if you're going to be bringing females back there all the time, and this is like, you always hear about the like 
poor, like slobby college kid, like that's not sexy. Like that's not going to get you laid. You need to have a nice place that's inviting. And, and don't forget, like, you're also still going to always keep this job at the apartment complex. So that's going to give you plenty of prospects and it's going to give you access to a pool. So those are like positives too. So stay for four or five years. I would say graduating at this point, um, just graduate whenever you can, cause you're going to be making money. So I know I said I wasn't going to like read off a bunch of numbers, but for anyone listening who's like about to go to college or for anyone who's listening who's like has a kid that's about to go to college and like, well, this is really for like a son. This isn't really for like a daughter. Um, I'm a man, so I have no idea what kind of, um, and I don't have a daughter, so I have no idea what kind of advice I would give for that. So this is really for for like your son or you, depending on who's listening to this. So let me just like go through the numbers because I feel like I want to like really drive home the point that it's like, even though you're like taking classes, you can still make money. Like taking classes, once you, once you get through like your freshman year, you're going to be like pretty much cruising. I think I was, I had like a 3.4 GPA. I was like in the like honor society or whatever. And I was like drunk all... I was like drunk or hungover pretty much every time I went to class. And I remember like one time I like had this final the next day. And um, obviously you're listening to this. You know, I'm like pretty sharp. I'm a pretty sharp cat. So I like didn't really care. Like I would just show up and like, especially like essay finals, like whatever. Like I can scratch out an essay about anything and make it sound like I actually know what I'm talking about or convince the person I do. So I like went out partying the night before and it was me, one of my friends and like this girl was driving from like another like town over to like meet me. So I was like, this is going to be like a really good night. Well, I got like really hammered and like made a fool of myself. Surprise, surprise. I got super drunk. I woke up in my like bed and I, I looked at my watch and it was like literally 30 minutes till I had to like be at this final. Luckily at that time I was living on campus but the problem is I realized I had pissed my bed, which I like never do. And I, I would, I had never done that before. So I was like, Oh my God, I pissed myself. I don't even have time to like, to like take a shower. Cause I have to be, my ass has to be in this like desk. So I just like quick changed my clothes, like went there. I was writing, the room was like spinning. The, uh, the professor was like a, a real sweetheart. He was from Bangladesh and <laughs> He was like shaking everyone's hand as like you turned in your final and saying like, thanks for taking my class. So I like went up there and I was like shaking his hand. And like, I was like, I didn't want to talk too much because I knew my breath smelled really bad from drinking and I smelled like urine. So um, it's really not that strenuous once you get the hang of it is what I'm saying. So let me just go through these. Uh, let me just go through the numbers on like the kind of money that you're going to be making. And hopefully that'll be like, I'll convince you to listen to what I'm saying. So let's just say on average, you work 20 hours a week at the apartment complex. And again, I'm saying don't ever give that job up. It's too easy. So let's say you're making $14 an hour. You're working 20 hours a week. That's 280 bucks. Um, let's say on average, you're moving crew. Um, let's remember at this point, you're not like doing the moving yourself. I would not even do it myself at all. Hire other people to do it for you. So um, your moving crew on average is out for just 10 hours per week. Um, that's on the low side. So that's just a regular week. 
and you're charging $150 an hour. So we're going to take the labor of two guys and the truck rental out of that for the week. That leaves you with 900 bucks. Let's say on average, you rent out one house or apartment as a real estate agent, and that makes you $150 for the week. Um, and I'm just saying, um, this is you, your house is a thousand dollars a month that you're renting. Um, and you charge 1500 bucks. So that's $500 a month. And let's divide that by four weeks in the month. So that's 125 bucks a week, um, to sublet out the other rooms at your rental house. So, um, if you add all those up, that's, uh, 1,455 bucks per week that you're making by just basically going to school, being there, managing stuff. Um, 1455 bucks a week is $5,820 a month or $69,840 per year. So if you do all this correctly, that's 70 grand a year. And you could be um, like 19 years old making that. And this is like really doable. And this is like really easy. And, and the thing that is great about this is we're basically like, we're taking advantage of the situation. Number one, number two, we're taking advantage of the situation to make money. Number one, we're taking advantage of the situation to um, be popular, um, get a go, like have fun and get laid. Number two. And then number three, the way we're doing it is it's like an ecosystem. So like somebody come, like, let's like look at a potential customer. They come, um, they're interested in like renting an apartment that you're leasing out as like the name employee of their place. And they're like, well, do you know of any moving companies? You can be like, well, I actually have a moving company. Here's my card. Um, here's how much it costs, blah, blah, blah. You rent out the apartment to them. You set up the moving. And then like a year or two later, they're like, well, I want to like rent out a house. I want to move out of the apartment. I want to like rent out a house. So they come to you and you can be like, well, I have like this house for rent, which is one of the houses that you're subleasing. And you're like, and she's, and it's like, let's say it's a girl and she's like, oh yeah, like I want to like me and like three of my friends want to rent a house. And you're like, okay, great. So you like rent them out this house from you that you, and you rent it out to them for 2000 bucks. So 500 bucks per person, you're renting it from the landlord or from the owner for a thousand. So you're collecting a thousand bucks and they're going to like uh, hire you to move from the apartment complex to the house. So like you're getting paid everywhere that you turn basically number one and number two, like you can be like, Oh yeah. Like I know the area, blah, 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 blah. I know like the neighbors, like I can come like show you guys some stuff at the house. So like everywhere anyone turns, you're going to be right there to take advantage of it. Not of them to take advantage of the situation. So, um, after you graduate, you're going to have like, you could stay in town and sell real estate. You could stay in town and like own rental houses, uh, you could buy the rental houses because um, you're going to like know some of the owners and they might be like, I'm done with this. That happens a lot, especially dealing with college kids. People get burned out dealing with college kids. Um, you could keep operating your like moving company or you could sell your moving company. So let's talk about a moving company that's for sale. So you can kind of get some, get the picture on like what a moving company looks like as far as a real one. So what if you, what if you were, while you're in college, you're like, I want to like really build up this moving company. So I'm going to give you some, I'm going to talk about a moving company in Florida that's for sale. Um, and I'm going to kind of use it as an example of like what you could like turn a moving company into. So 
This bad boy is a moving company. It's in southwest Florida. It's in Lee County. I don't know where that's at. I probably should have checked. And the asking price, this is a little bit cheaper. The asking price is $750,000, and it's ca- it cash flows $500,000. So this is actually like a pretty smoking deal. So if you could pay someone $750,000 to make $500,000 a year for the rest of your career, as long as you don't fuck anything up, that's a good deal. This thing does $2.2 million in, gro- in gross uh, revenue. It was established in 2010. Um, this company, this business has a strong, long-established, impeccable reputation and a brand name. Currently grosses $2.2 million. Sale includes equipment, company name, website, phone numbers, employees, and years of customer goodwill, relationships, and some real estate. Um, they have 22 employees. They're included, obviously. Um, and... The sale includes all equipment, including but not limited to 10 26-foot long box trucks, including international and freightliners. Uh, the vehicle, vehicles come with various heights, lift gates, sleepers, crew cabs, additionally over $100,000 in blankets, forklifts, and road-ready drop frame 51-foot trailer. So this company is like basically set up. They can do um, just re- Regular residential moving, they can do business moving, uh, which that's like pretty high dollar. Um, they can also move you across Florida or like regionally. So like, let's say um, you want to move your operation from Miami to Atlanta. This company can pack up all your stuff for you, move you there, unpack it, bingo, bango. It's all good. So this is a pretty good deal and it makes a lot of money. And it, it they built it up to make a lot of money in 10 years, which isn't like a huge amount of time. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can call Patrick Mulcahy at 603-321-6867. But I thought that was a pretty interesting um, business to talk about that's for sale. Because like, let's say you start this little like moving business in college that could really, like, really turn into something something big. So like, let's say you build it up to where it's worth $350,000 by the time you're like a senior and you got, you don't want to like do that anymore. You want to, you got like a computer science degree and you're going to like go develop an app or whatever, something else. Well, you're like, instead of like graduating with a bunch of student debt, I'm graduating uh, with a business I can sell for $350,000. That's a lot better, right? So anyone who's going to college or anyone who has a kid going to college, take my advice, do my blueprint. It'll be amazing. So let's check out the three critiques, three critiques of the week. Maybe someday I'll get some like music or intro to this, but not right now. So the first one is a cycling studio. So um, a cycling studio is basically just like a, a gym that just does like cycling classes. If you don't know, and they're super popular all over the place. My wife used to go to one in Omaha, and I think they had like they had tons of classes. They had like three classes in the morning, starting at like four a.m. or like four thirty. Like they had a super early class, like a medium early class, and then like a late class. Then I think they had like three or four like lunch hour ones, and then they had like a bunch over the evening. And the way that it would work is. 
you had like an app where you, um, so what you would do is you would buy like packages. So you would buy for X amount, you buy like so many packages per month. And, and the more you buy, like the cheaper they get per class, right? So you buy those. And then how this, this place worked is like, if you wanted to go like tomorrow morning, you would like get on the, on the app and like reserve your spot in class. And I think that there was like 30 people per class and it was literally booked all the time. Like my wife would have to book them out like four or five days in advance to be able to get into a class. So that's insane. And they're expensive. Hers, I think were like, she would get like 20 a month or something like that. Or I think like 15 or 20 a month. And they were like 45 bucks per class. So if you're doing like 10 classes a day, 30 people in there, 40 bucks per person, and and they're every day except for Sunday. That's a lot of money. And it was really, really popular. Um, The lady ended up like moving and it like new owners like ran into the ground. But I think that's really good. I think a cycling studio, those are like really popular. Um, And I think that, there isn't like a ton of them around in Omaha. There's like a handful of them. Um, and like regular gyms have cycling classes, but they're not really like the same as like a cycling studio. I think a cycling studio is like, is it's kind of like its own little thing. Um, kind of like a, kind of like a, a CrossFit gym is different than a regular gym. The other thing now is like, they have like Peloton, um, which is like a do it, do it, do it at home kind of thing. But doing like working out at home and working out at like a place like a cycle studio is completely different or like working out at home is different than working out at a gym. It's a different kind of person that wants to work out at a studio than work out in their basement. So I think a cycling studio could be like really good. You'd only have to buy the bikes once and you'd probably get probably three to five years out of them. Um, You wouldn't need a ton of teachers to like teach the classes. I think that the place in Omaha had like three, three to five teachers maybe at any given point. Um, and they would teach multiple classes. Um, so they were like, um, I think a lot of the ladies that taught them were like stay at home moms basically. And, um, and you don't need like a huge space to do it in. You can fit 30 bicycles, um, stationary bikes in like a pretty small area. So I don't think that that would be a problem. So yeah, love cycling studio. Absolutely love it. The next one is a, someone want, was asking me about like being a handyman and basically a handyman is an unlicensed contractor. So if you had like a bunch of like little, little things that you needed done at your house, you would call a handyman. So like if you needed, had like a couple pieces of siding that needed to be replaced or like some drywall that needed to be patched or like a door wasn't shutting right, like you would call a handyman. Um, there's like a huge demand for handymen if you're like good at it. The problem is no one really wants to like pay you anything. And you can try to like charge by the hour. You can try to charge by the task. Um, so if you charge by the hour, any kind of contracting, if you do it by the hour, you have to charge a lot to make any money. Like you have to charge a hundred bucks an hour to do anything uh, to make any money, because think about it, like you got to drive, you have to drive somewhere, um, to get there. You have to like get the info, like get the people's information and do it. And like a bunch of things can come up, especially with a handyman thing, because you're, 
repairing what's already there, basically. You're not like tearing something completely down like a bathroom remodel. You're not tearing it all the way down the studs and building it back the way you would do it. You're basically doing like a repair. So you almost have to do it like by the hour and you have to charge a lot to be able to make any money. But the problem is if you're like, yeah, I'm a handyman, I charge a hundred bucks an hour, people are going to like have a shit fit about it. People are going to freak out. I know a guy that owns like a handyman franchise and they have like a, it's 120 bucks for the first hour and it's a one hour minimum. And that's their like biggest problem is people call in and they have all the stuff done and they're like, yeah, that's great. Blah, blah. They send a handyman out there. The handyman's like, okay, like I can do this for you. Um, here's like how much we charge per hour. And then the people are like, no, fuck that. I'm not paying that. That's like $400. I'm not doing that. So to do it, like you have to charge by the hour. Cause like charging by the task is going to get way too confusing. You're not going to be able to like really do that. So you have to charge by the hour. You have to like kind of figure out a way to like, to do that, to like make money. So you're, you're going to be in demand, but no one's going to want to pay for you. So if you're like semi-retired and you just liked doing that kind of stuff, maybe, but you're not going to make any real money off that, off of being a handyman and being a handyman is not scalable. So that's not really like a real business. That's like kind of at the very, very best. That's like being a solopreneur. No, that's like really sucks. I, I just, I don't know. You're going to need to know too much stuff. It's no, it's a nightmare. No. Um, the next one is um, someone wants that I know wants is talking to me or asking was asking me about like opening a vaping shop. Vaping is so fucking gay. Absolutely not. I just something about vaping just it just disgusts me. Like when you're vaping, okay. So part of the appeal of smoking is when you're like young and beautiful and you're smoking, you look cool, you look sexy. When you have a robot's dick in your mouth, you don't look cool and you don't look sexy. You look fucking retarded. So I hate vaping. I think it looks, I think you look like a fucking moron when you're doing that. So I cannot get behind this. The other thing is like, if you ever watch somebody vape, the amount of like vapor or smoke or whatever is like so absurd. That looks stupid too. It's all stupid. So no, I hate vaping. That's a commodity. You're never going to make any money doing that. No, that's garbage. So cycling studio, yes. Handyman, I'm leaning towards no. Vaping shop, fuck no. No way. Um, That was harsh, but I hate vaping. I think it's just so stupid. Like, what are you doing? Why are you in, like, such a hurry to put a robot's dick in your mouth? That's bizarre. Um, No, I just... Disgusting. So those are my three critiques. I know those are the last two were kind of harsh. Um, get over it. Um, if you guys want some businesses ideas critiqued, if you guys are looking to start a business and you'd like some ideas that might f- suit you, or if you guys are looking at buying a business and, and you want some feedback, uh, hit me up. Um, I'll put in the show notes like my Facebook and I will also put my email in there. My email is theideaaddict at gmail.com. Hit me up. I'll try to not to be as brutal to you as I was with the vape shop. Um, but until then, see you guys next time. Thanks.